Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. This evening, when Jesse Calvert drove Ben Sedan into the driveway of Brett Cameron's cottage, he had no idea that she was observed. It was a bright moonlight night and the air was clear and still. Across the river, Aunt Mary was visiting with David Bowman and Bill Mead. They were sitting in the garden and the sound of the motor had floated across distinctly, prompting them to look toward Brett's house, which was exactly opposite David's. Bill had recognized Ben Sedan and had commented on it with surprise. Ben Calvert visiting Brett? <laughs> it seemed an odd combination. But it was not Ben who got out of the car and walked quickly along the cobblestone walk which led to Brett's door. It was Jesse whom Brett welcomed. He grasped her hand and pulled her inside. Gently, Jesse released herself, walked over to an easy chair facing the window. Brett followed and sat down across from her. So far, neither one of them had said a word. Either this is the beginning of a Noel Coward play, one of us had better begin talking. All right, Nellie. Talk if you like. Although, in a way, it's too bad to break the meaningful silence. I'm afraid the significance of it escaped me. Did it, Jeffrey? I don't believe it. Why not? There's a tiny vein in that lovely white neck of yours. It gives you away. When your emotions are, shall we say, engaged, it throbs quite noticeably. Oh, rock. Oh, no, darling. I found it a very useful barometer. Remind me to wear a scarf next time I visit you. <laughs> Men ought to be proud of you, Jesse. Nobody could tell you don't put up a good fight, but somehow I think I'm gaining ground. Don't be too sure of yourself. You might be awfully disappointed. No, I'm not worried. I'm a patient man, Jesse, in my own way. Well, I didn't come over to match wits with you tonight. And why did you come? Are you confessing to an overpowering urge to see me? Oh, for heaven's sake, Jack, can't you be scared even for a moment? You know how worried I am. I want to know what happened today. Did you talk to Judge Willoughby again, or the district attorney? Do you know? Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. One thing at a time, darling. Don't tell me. You're just doing this deliberately, teasing me. All right. <laughs> I had an aunt once that said I had a mean streak. Maybe the old girl was right. It's so much fun to have you concentrated on me with this burning interest. Very flattering. It won't be flattering if I walk out on you. And I'm going to in just about one minute if you don't. Can't do, can't do. Oh, sometimes I hate men. But where there's hate, there's also love, Jesse. Not necessarily. Goodbye, Brett. I'm going. Jesse, Chip came back today. She did? When? How do you know? I called Bowman's house. The maid told me. She said Mr. Bowman returned early this afternoon. So, oh, she's back. In Huntsville. David took her to that new sanitarium over there. She's back. Yeah. But did Willoughby follow through, and he must follow through. It's his duty as a guardian of the law and so on. What do you think will happen? Will they get out of warrant or something? Drag her off to jail? I don't know quite how they'll handle it. The wheels are in motion. All we have to do is sit back and watch things develop. I were only sure how Ben will react when he finds out. Well, personally, I think it'd be best if he didn't find out for a few days. Yes, I suppose it would be. You think Bowman's likely to go see him again? I rather doubt it. I imagine David's pretty much washed up with Ben on this thing. That's why he rushed down to Miami filled with righteous indignation. Yes, to rescue little Mel. Well, so much the better then. And if he's taken over, the hospital people will only deal with him. So I don't see why Ben should find out until they want him to. Bowman's hardly likely to go spreading the news around town that his knees have had a mental breakdown. And yet I'm worried. But why, Jesse? I wish you'd take this thing in your stride. There's nothing to worry about. Yes, there is. I wish I, I, wish I was sure Ben wouldn't weaken. Well, he hasn't so far, has he? 
Even when his brother-in-law went over and gave him what for for abandoning his young. I know. But you see, I managed to keep reminding him of the fact that Kit's probably pulling some stunt, just pretending to be ill. Now, if he finds out she really is... Suppose they cross that bridge when they come to it, hmm? I'm not as surprised as you, Brett. What? You seem to be taking this business very much to heart. Why shouldn't I? You wanted me to help him. Yes, I know. But, frankly, I'd never think of you as being altruistic. You're always so careful to look out for yourself. But what do you expect to gain by helping me? Well, I look out for myself, of course. And a fool not to. But in this case, Jesse, I'm working for both of us. For both of us? Mm-hmm. But so long as I'm Ben's wife, and I've been perfectly honest with you, I intend to go on being his wife. Have I ever quibbled about that? No. It's what puzzles me. You give me this Don Juan approach, and then you... But I don't tell you to divorce Ben and fly off with me to live in blissful property. Of course I don't, my dear. It'll be sheer idiocy. We're grown up, Jesse. We both know what we want. I know what I want. And so do I. To put it briefly, you want money. Ben's money. All right. Put it briefly, if you like. I'm all for you, darling. That's what I want. And it's for both of us. I'm not working blind, you know. I have a very definite goal in mind. You said that before. Maybe I'm being rather dense, but I don't understand. You'll know when the time's right. Meanwhile, is there any reason why we shouldn't enjoy ourselves? I don't know what you mean by that. Well, I'd better demonstrate. I'm sure you're a very delicious creature. You know, too. No, I... Right. It's different from Ben's technique. I'm not personally worried. Darling, you know, when I first met you, you never guessed what made me decide to become better acquainted. What, Ben? The back of your neck. There's something utterly adorable about it. I made up my mind right then that I think you had to kiss you. something to calm your nerves. I know they need something. That barometer of yours again. Very handy, just the same. Here you are, darling. Feel in a bit, nope. Thanks. Oh, cheer up, darling. Don't look so upset. Everything's going to be fine. It's all very well to do. You're not in the middle the way I am. So many things can go wrong. I'm afraid when Ben finds out Kit's really ill, he'll decide to stand by her. Regardless of the perjury and everything else. And Ben, everything I've been through, all for nothing. You can't tell what'll happen. Even supposing Ben does forgive Kit. You're thinking about money. Man can always change his will, Jesse. Either way. But if all this hadn't happened... It did happen, though. You've got to be realistic. That's why I hate to see you living in the future, giving up this lovely opportunity. Jesse, you're a warm, vital person. You can't set yourself off from living from your emotions just because someday when you're 60 you want to have financial security. It isn't right. It's different with you. You don't mind living on the ragged edge of nothing. Besides, you've always had plenty of money. When I was a kid, yes, but look at me now. 
living in a caretaker's cottage with a trust fund that gives me just enough to get by on. But that's not going to last forever. If you don't think, trust me, Jesse, we'll both come out of this with everything we want, including each other. Quick, back with Ben. Maybe living on 11th Street again. Ben might even buy off that perjury charge that's against us. Pay off the grudge or something. If he'll do anything to protect her once he decides to take her in again. Jesse, you don't know what he'll do. Not yet. I, I think we made a mistake, Brett. We should have let well enough alone. We might never have reopened the case. Ben would have gone on being angry with her, and I wouldn't have to worry. You're wrong, Jesse. And if Kip's really ill, really has a mental breakdown, I, I feel almost guilty about it. He's always kicked me around, but even so, if her mind's affected... Oh, no, stop it, darling. You're building yourself up to a first-class guilty conscience. That's silly. Oh, I don't know what I think anymore. Well, look at it this way, Jesse. Regardless of your relationship with Kip, that girl did get up on the stand and deliberately lie after taking an oath to tell nothing but the truth. Just remember that. According to the law, she deserves to be punished. All we've done was to act as instruments of justice. And whatever Kip gets, she's got coming to it. Jesse Calvert wanted to believe Brett. And yet, she wasn't happy about it. Jesse was a selfish woman and a revengeful one. She had good reasons for hating Kip. But she wasn't totally cruel. In fact, she was capable of real sympathy if her emotions were aroused. Once, she'd been deeply in love with her husband, Ben. And tonight, she couldn't help being uneasy when she thought of what might be in store for Ben's daughter and of her part in bringing it about. 